Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, something a little different. Dennis and I have no time to waste as we give you a rundown of the 2023 Pinball Expo in Chicago. Which game won the show? What was the surprise of the show? And hands-on experiences with new games such as Elton John, Labyrinth, Ninja Eclipse, Elements, and more. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Give me money, it's a babe. Zero hour, 9 a.m. Baby with the power. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. I saw my baby. Lonely out in space Cry before the space On it's such time a time It's time for the pinball show I'm less flight What kind of magic spell to use It's pinball with personality And I think it's gonna be a long, long time Dennis, I could open up the show saying Dance, dance, magic, dance I don't want to sing I could be a rocket man and, and fly off into outer space. Or I could get a nice, juicy, wet, blood red kiss from the sweetness that is Elvira. I'm, my voice, everybody, this is The Pinball Show, episode 139 with Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel. My apologies right now for not only my sexy, seductive voice, but it's the audio quality of this lapel mic and my, uh, the acoustic chamber of this hotel room. How's it going, Dennis? It's going well. I'm pleased that we've taken a month to record and the quality <laughs> has only deteriorated. I love that so many people stopped me at Expo here in Chicago and said, oh my gosh, I love the show. Where's Dennis? All that bullshit I have to deal with every time I go somewhere that you're not. No, and they always ask for Greg. You don't get that, do you? Do you ever get, where's Zay? Where's Zay? I like Zay. You don't get that. I don't, don't go lie. anywhere, so why would I? Yeah. You're being, I'm like you're the being I'm nice. like the Greg Bone, like I'm like the ugly Greg Bone. <laughs> your your podcast's Greg Bone. <laughs> yes, I'm the podcast faced version oh of Greg. Oh my Bone. gosh! But uh, everybody comes and asks where uh, where Dennis is, but and they're always like, "Man, your 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 shows are so great, there's so much production quality," and then they get this audio junk right here. Mm. So our apologies. I didn't want. What are you going to bring? A condenser mic and a mix? No, 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 no. I or, did one time. Uh, it, I'm just saying. I was thinking about it. I, uh, no, I still have emails I haven't answered. I'm, that's a mess. The Chicago Pinball Expo 2023 uh, has been one hell of an event. Uh, you missed. You missed. A, I would say a, a great event, Dennis. Um, I know why you didn't come this year. It's only because of work reasons. It's not at all because of uh, your desire. Uh, but uh, I think. I think it. Uh, I think it did very well. Very busy. And a lot of cool things came out this year, and we'll we'll go over those. I did want to let everybody know, Dennis, that uh, this is not going to be a typical normal episode um, because 
you have things going on today. I sure as a hell have to get out of this hotel room before security comes and gets me. But we had to talk to these people. It's been a month. Yes. So let's skip the Craig Bobby. Sorry, Craig. Just keep <gasps> enjoying your giant smiles around Expo. He yeah. was getting some love here. Yeah. He was getting some love here. CB. So which what game do you want to start with? I mean, you're the one at the show. You get to decide. Let's do this. Um, I don't know how close you've been following or even the listeners on the Pinball Expo, but remember what was a month ago for our uh, for our exclusive club members that listened, we gave them pretty much all of the info that they wanted to know about upcoming games this year. And a big portion of that, Dennis, was how many new games we could see at Expo. And boy, did we mm-hmm. not. We we seen the likes of new companies like Barrels of Fun Pinball. We've seen the oldest of companies, Stern Pinball, come out with something new. Uh, and they had that uh, they had that factory tour that people loved. I didn't get a chance to go over there. But that's where their new Elvira game was shown. Uh, I, th- I don't even know. It may, may have been brought down Friday or even today as we're recording Saturday. Maybe brought down to the floor, but I haven't seen it in person. Uh, other games, uh, JJP's Elton John. We've got Ninja something, uh, Ninja Eclipse. Ninja Eclipse, thank you. Uh, Elements by Pinball Adventures, and uh, an, and a homebrew. I'd like to give a special shout out to later in the show. I think we should start with uh, the, the what stole the show. What did steal what? the show? This okay. So people are going to say I'm biased because I am dis- I'm a distributor of this company. But you're right? a distributor for several of these companies that could have stolen the show. So. But here's the thing. We don't have time for you, listener, to walk around the show and ask 1,000 people. But I shit you not, you walk around and ask 1,000 people what game or product stole this entire damn show. And I would put money on 90 to 95% would say the same thing with a big-ass smile on their face. They would say it's that damn game, The Labyrinth over there, with a Disney World line lined up to the back of the assembly hall just to play not one, not two, but four of these pinball machines on the floor the entire weekend, and then a pizza party last night with another six, so ten total games uh, at this at this expo, and it is slaying like like a game release that I haven't seen in quite some time, and honestly I can't believe it because this is a new company. I that's objective, objectively everybody loves Labyrinth, and here's what happens. I've been telling people, Dennis. Whenever a new game comes out, people that are slick with videography like me, we we pull you in with videos, right? And we pull you in with sizzle reels and people pull out their wallets. I'm guilty of it. Um, but what happens is then you get people that come up to the game and they play it and they're like, no, it, like, it's not what I was expecting. It doesn't feel the same. I was expecting this, you know, and sometimes there's a little letdown in games in general. This game, fortunately for me, uh, this game has actually exceeded. Once people play it, they're even more excited. Sales go up after you play it. So that's always a it's always a fantastic sign well, with any new pinball game. So that's been awesome. Now, The Labyrinth, whenever this was coming out, we didn't pay this damn company any attention. You talked about it on EGP last week, uh, you and Tony, that we had Melvin, George, George, Sperlin, Spelvin, um, emailing us that that was the barrels of fun company and it annoyed the hell out of you and i and we wouldn't pay attention to it right why well they weren't giving mm-hmm. us any info we're not fishing we're, we're we're not fishing so we didn't pay them no attention and then 
all these little clues started coming together and I was like, shit, are they really doing the labyrinth moment? Like a Jim Henson film from 86, uh, starring David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly. It's uh, also associated with, with George Lucas, you know, not to name drop there on how great this IP is, but, uh, you know, George Lucas, Jim Henson, how can you go wrong? And the bulge that is the Bowie. I have been a huge fan of this IP since I was a child. Now, do I think this was a good theme for pinball? It's it's exceptional for pinball. But if I'm starting a company, Dennis, I told this to the CEO and the CBO. Um, hats off because I don't uh, I don't necessarily think I would be looking for the labyrinth to purchase IP for, especially for a first pinball machine. What are your thoughts? I think overall, you know, little uh, mystery te- teasing stuff aside, which I thought was you know pointless Annoying. and yeah. why I and I have no regrets for not giving it any coverage at that time. Same here. Uh, this is, is, and I've been in the hobby for almost 11 years now. This is the best company launch I've ever seen. I, I heard you say that earlier, uh, in, in some conversations and I wanted to argue with you cause I'm like, dude, JJP, no, they have, you, they have right. slayed some of their release, like they, their launches, not, not this Elton John. I'll be the first to say not Elton John, but like GNR, that was a launch. GNR yeah, but, but I, I don't mean I don't mean the best game launch of all time. I mean the best company launch, like when JJP oh. launched and oh, American okay. Pinball launched. I've seen a lot of them come, and I've seen a few of them go too. And uh, that's what I mean. Okay. I don't mean the best. I, no, it's not the best game launch, but okay. as a company launch to come out, reveal your company, reveal a game, have them ready at a very close upcoming show. Have yeah. it be licensed, have it be a popular license, and have the reaction to the gameplay be good. Yeah. That is the best success of a, of a company launch I can tell you about. I, I can see that argument. I've not been around as long, but yeah, in the short time I've been around, what, seven, eight years here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, but we're not used to this. We are not, we are used to new companies, even if they're successful in the future, listen, we're used to companies stumbling and popping their nose on the corner of the cabinet and a little blood trickling on new carpet like and we think it's sweet and we help along but you're right this company but this company is uh full of people that know pinball sure now but some some I, of the predecessors that have struggled are as well absolutely so i was still a little gun shy uh personally myself i found it was labyrinth i reached out to this company and I don't. I think I could say that here. I, I said essentially, all right. Like yeah, the media cue shit aside, whatever. Um, I'm actually interested. If you guys are really doing a labyrinth pinball machine, that's that's near and dear to me. So um, let's talk some business. Are you are you selling these direct? Are you doing distribution? What what's going on here? And that quickly got me into a conversation with their CEO uh, David Van Ness, formerly from. Uh, from Spooky Pinball and uh, Ryan Savage, who's the CBO, uh, the chief business officer. And I had a ton of questions because they were open to some distribution discussion. And uh, I talked with them for hours. And at the end of it, I was like, I should, I think the, I think they got it. I think they know what they're doing and I feel good. And the, the kicker for me 
because new companies scare the piss out of me because I'm not a big company and I don't want to lose money. But the kicker for me was I gave them a couple suggestions because, uh, you know, they asked for feedback and I saw some things that I'm like, oh man, they're great. But if they just changed this, the, the response would be so much better. And they implemented it immediately. So, and it was like when, when they open sales and how they launch a trail, just stuff like that and gameplay, but, and it paid them dividends in the end. And they, that like that attention to feedback and implementation, um, it's, I've been very happy thus far. Now, but they're still babies. They are still babies, but they're trusting a distribution network as well as selling direct. So, uh, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, you're right. Whenever they launched their teaser, it was like a teaser to tell what the story or what the theme was. That that went over again. Still labyrinth though. Still labyrinth. So people, eh, what, oh that Jim Henson thing. And then they showed the game, and I think they convinced a lot of people just with the sizzle reel showing the level of detail, interactivity, mechanisms, asset usage, uh, attaining the assets they have, um, that they really, really intrigued a lot of people just in that first sizzle reel, which maybe I'm just being naive, but I just didn't see Labyrinth being a, a theme that does it, but... People like my, there's more people like me out there that love the labyrinth, but there's a ton of people, Dennis, that have not even seen this movie, but they're still in love with this game. Yeah, I think, I think there's a mix of things in play. I think that labyrinth is one of those, again, this is kind of where Jersey Jack used to be at. And you could argue they still try at least on some of their titles about it being super family friendly, but deeply nostalgic. Mm-hmm. So also, uh, I think in the interview that Dr. John did with David Van Es, you know, that talked about good. how, you know, a, a lot of men and women both love the game as well. Like it's not seen as a, oh, that's a, that's a guy's title. Mm-hmm. So that can help it. I think the big thing was with the, when the trailer came out, one of the things, you know, we often joke about the wow thunder glass <laughs> and Regardless, really, of if it was going to be the greatest shooter in the world, they did such an excellent job of making the game look like you're in the labyrinth with the yeah, use of the yeah. like, like, and we'll get to Elton John in a little bit. But while looking at the two, I could probably tell you, like, looking, I would say there's more bill of materials in Elton John, but the implementation that was done in Labyrinth is so well done that mm. it makes you feel like you're in the world. And it's very much a world. And there are a less. lot of people who hunger more for that than a deep roll set or, you know, the flowiest game to ever flow. Like, that's what they want is to feel like it's the world. And I got to admit, I mean, this is one of the best looking worlds on a play field that mm. I- I've seen since like Medieval Madness. I It it, it feels like, yeah, a diorama. Or Waz, oh, maybe yeah. compared to Wizard of Oz. Like Wizard of Oz was the last one that really seemed to like drop you into this degree. And interesting enough that it was uh, their first entry into into pinball with Jersey Jack and Waz, but, and, you know, one could argue, well, maybe that's how they turn, but uh, turn out uh, first, but maybe their second title, who knows? But, uh, yeah, when I first saw the game inside, I thought the same thing. I thought, Oh damn, like there's, there's not a lot of 2d plastics. There's a lot of molding and not only the molding because molding is great. But then when you have molding that moves and has Ludo popping out of the, uh, like a cat or not a castle, but a, a building roof, uh, when you have the little aloe worm popping mm-hmm. out, you get the little heads, the fireys popping out. 
it's it feels like Jim Henson helped make a pinball machine. Um, yeah, and, and then the mechanisms, like the, fine, like we get a game that has multiple diverters, has magnets, has fun, creative things, but it's but it's surrounded by a world. It's not just mechs and diverters. It's a molding. It's a world. One of the things that people said is it's pretty brown, and that makes sense because of the world labyrinth. And I'm like, brown is not a natural color to mechanical pinball. So it is, it is very world-like, uh, world-like in that. Yes. Yeah. And I think some of those things, seeing some of those elements again, help tie into the, cause we just, we never really had Henson style, uh, puppetry no, in no. the world of pinball. We just, even though he's been so iconic and there's been so many things that continue to live on well past his death, we don't like Muppets and stuff. We just don't yeah, see Sesame it. Street. We don't see it. You're and, right. this, and this stuff is deeply popular with people like they it's a, it's because it's so a lot of people just get exposed to it at such young ages. We grew up with yeah. this. Everybody did. Yeah. Uh, another thing uh, that I would throw in, which, which I'm sure is a factor and has helped is that they're also never underestimate that there is a big streak in the collector community of pinball that wants to help the little guy, wants to get in on the ground floor with a new company. And so Very true. there's always been, and it's it's and a lot of times it's bitten people in in mm-hmm. the butt because because yeah. there's this desire to help the startup, to help this new idea with this new creativity. And so Actually, having all this come together so quickly, I think a lot of people who love that idea but have been like, I've seen too many Skit Bs and Vonnie Ds, I just can't mm-hmm. do it, to be like, oh, okay, no, look at all these names and all these, like, these are all pinball veterans. They're actually bringing games to Expo. Holy crap, it's ready to go. You know, yeah. It's like, that. that's really helped quite a bit. And, and the thing was, they're not bringing prototype games. These are production games in boxes. The one that I'm taking home, I believe, is number, they have it labeled number 18. Um, but it comes, it came off a pallet in a box, all the wrapping material. Uh, it was very impressive. People, you're right, people do love the the little guy, the underdog, the, the new starter. But people are also scared shitless about those people too. So they're supportive from a distance. And then when you show, when you start checking boxes for people, for better or worse, us pinball nuts, we start diving in. Um, with this one, it it's really easy to do so because of all of that we've talked about. In addition to, I've got to get, we've given Johnny crap a lot of shit, Dennis. We as media in general. Um, I've got to give him a lot of credit here because Johnny Crap's worked on a couple different games now. And while I think he's immensely talented, his style has not clicked with me yet um, until now. I was surprised to hear that that play field, that's Johnny Crap. And that uh, that accessory, they're selling accessories with this. Uh, it's an alternate accessory. Of, of course, a, a gold mirrored back class you can buy. But it's alternate artwork for those that don't want so much Bowie. Um, but he did that artwork as well. And people have been saying how beautiful the artwork on the play. People love this play field art. And I'll give it to the guy. It looks fantastic. Like... It's almost MC Escher illustration like where, which is right in line with the labyrinth and why some of why I like the labyrinth as well. I'm a big MC Escher fan too, but I'll give him a lot of credit. The other artist, uh, uh, forgive me. I don't know what his name is, uh, but he just, he slayed the regular Bowie bag glass in the cabinet art. But uh, the Bergeron coming from, um, coming from some Johnny crap here. I got to give him a lot of credit. 
I thought his Jurassic Park art was fine. I didn't know why people were so upset. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's fine. We we don't we don't do fine in pinball anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think this is fine too. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not blown away by the. I just like that it looks like the labyrinth. Yeah, it did. Just, but like, like I the bridge like, across the playfield yeah. that looks almost three dimensional. It's flat. It's just it's flat graphic. Um, another interesting thing about this company is that they. They're coming out with just one model. We, us pinball people always talk about it. Is there ever going to be a company that foregoes the whole pro premium LE? You can call it what you want. Now it's platinum edition. Now it's collector's edition. It's uh, the deluxe model of a GT. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the tank edition signature. This company says, I don't even know if they got a damn name for it. Edition. Uh, it's just one edition. How do you feel about that? Smart, dumb. I think for I think it's I think it's smart, uh, but more it's so still for, limited. But well, I mean, re- regardless, I mean that helps a lot with it making sense for them. I uh, the there's a whole proof of the pudding is in the eating sort of thing. We've seen other companies do that and then change later. Spooky was a one model until they oh, weren't. Yeah. American Pinball was a one model until they weren't. Mm-hmm. They may change from that if they do, if they choose to up the production. If they're going to stay limited, though, there's really no reason to do more than one. Yeah, when they presented that to me prior to launch, they said we're going to do one model, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Let's see if let's see. And then they showed me all that's in this game, and I'm like, well, this. So you could argue that this has more features in it than many other manufacturers' LE. So okay, like uh, I I can see. I can see what they're putting into it down to the detail of this is stupid, silly detail that nobody needs, but it makes me smile. And I love it. Like gold mirrored plastics on the playfield, Dennis gold, gold, uh, gold mirrored plastics, plastics. Oh, you know, this, uh, this makes me so happy seeing, seeing details like that. Well, saying it, it was the game that stole the show. I don't think that's actually going to, I mean, some people might say you said it for shilly shill reasons, but I, I don't think that really surprises a lot of people since they no. saw the game before it went there. Honestly, the buzz all online has been exceedingly positive. I think what's interesting is where you probably saw polling where people were going into Expo before we knew what that labyrinth was labyrinth. We're probably saying JJP was what they were most excited about, maybe followed by what Stern was going to bring. Mm-hmm. Stern just brings rehashes, so I knew they weren't going to win the show. Uh, but Labyrinth, I'm, I feel very confident, has basically curb stomped Elton John into the dirt. <laughs> I got a poor visual of Hoggle just going. To- <laughs> poor Elton. Uh, we'll talk about that. To to summarize here on Labyrinth, uh, I the the price point at ten six, I think works as well for one model. Not everybody wants a topper, so they're. Offering that beautiful moving interactive topper as an accessory, uh, mirrored back glass as an accessory, a shooter knob as an accessory. I think all of this works. I still, before I seen the game, so I'm not going to be hard, too hard on myself. Before I seen the game, they said 10,600 and 1,100 units. I was maybe that's why they like me. I was very honest. I was like, that's a that's a lot of games, guys you're you're nobody knows you uh, people know you individually because they know you as pinball people but uh 1100 units of an ip like the labyrinth st- a 10 6 that's gonna help your 1100 but but i was trying to 
set their expectations. Because I know what other games sell and how many, for the most part, other games sell in LE fashions. And 1100 is a lot of games. But I I don't... This thing will sell 1100 units. It's, it's going to. We've seen the tutorials with Bo and Karens and the depth of this game. So this... This isn't a 90s Bally William. It might feel like that. It might look like that. The initial code set might even feel like that. But when he talks about going into the depths of orbs and getting orbs in different ways, that's where you get depth and pinball. That's why people love Rick and Morty. And I think on subsequent episodes, we'll talk about this team coming, a lot of them coming from Spooky, um, which is a whole nother Whole nother discussion. There's just a lot of details, but at the end of the day, this thing is selling like Cabbage Patch Kids at Toys R Us uh, the night before Christmas in the 80s. That's, did that work? I think it works. It works pretty well. I'm I'm mostly interested because I'm not I'm not in the market for Labyrinth myself, but what I'm most mostly interested in seeing is I there have been so many companies that have just been spring, have sprung up and have been springing up lately. And none of them until now have felt to me like they actually have the potential to disrupt some of the mm-hmm. other companies. And this one might actually shake this. Like, I now I extra think that some of these existing ones we know about, they ain't going to last. They still got to make games, though. Ever, so Van S and uh, the team there kept saying, like, you can, you can tell they're not focused right now. They're like, yeah, yeah, but we, we, we're making games now. Okay, cat's out of the bag, but... We're making games. Everybody's asking, when would I get my Labyrinth if I purchase one? The honest answer that I've told people is, if anybody tells you, then red flag that. This is a new oh, company. Sure. Like, who, who, this, this to me feels like it's going to be a spooky kind of thing. It's going to probably continue to ramp up, as they've talked about. Uh, they said they have, they pretty much have all the parts for all the games, which is very impressive. They have full staff now to accommodate you know, building 10 to 25 a day, but they're not there yet. They're still in the, let's make sure these line workers know mm-hmm. how to build this game. So they're at six to probably six to 10 a week right now. Okay. That would take a long time. It, to build it will. And we've seen other companies that have had a lot of good ideas and that's the building that, yep. uh, that that's the stumbling block. So that that's very fair to point out. And of course, this will be a big proving time for them. Mm-hmm. I would have had more confidence if they had located not in Texas, but in Chicago, yes. where yeah. you had ready access to line workers that float between these companies and know how to do pinball, but they've made their decision. So yeah. They, and the good thing is they're continuing to, their goal is to, you know, January, February rolls around. We're going to start seeing 10 a day. You know, so they said that's their goal. They're not going to commit to any of that, but they have, other game, I don't think I think I can say that they they have plans for future products, and they said it's important that they complete the schedule for this first initial product so that they can get to product two, product three, etc. So, regardless, they need to have a pace in which they can continue rolling out products. Uh, so, their goal is within the year, within a year, full calendar year, to have the bulk of these eleven hundred uh, made. So that's, and the last thing, and then we'll move on to the next game was for whatever this is worth. um, I don't even know how to do a market analysis on this, but it was just so delightful to see. We always talk about Dennis. We is the Royal, we of pinball media and the community in general. We talk about 
increasing diversity, increasing women in pinball. You talked about that with uh, the Dr. John interview, which go listen to it if you guys haven't heard that. But uh, how to get more women into pinball. We want more women into pinball. Bells and Chimes is doing fantastic work. Tournament, competitive play. There's a lot of a lot of avenues that are just boosting that exponentially, uh, which is what we need. For whatever reason, this game, this is just a sales data from my perspective. We have had more female buyers, female buyers of this pinball machine than every other title in our company's history combined. And it's not even close. Mm -hmm. It was such a great thing to see and talk to women that said, I'm, I want to buy this game. I'm a big pinball person. This finally, this feels like a game uh, that I can enjoy a game. That's not, not aimed for me, but a game that I can accept and I love. So it's awesome seeing these orders come in. And while I'm assuming that names like Samantha or Jennifer are female, it's great to see so many females buying and getting behind a title. It's, it's something that is that I haven't seen yet, and it's cool. It's cool as shit. I can sit here and talk Henson all day long, but that wouldn't be too fun for these people. M maybe these people were waiting for the surprise of the show, Dennis. Ghosts. <laughs> Ghosts. <laughs> for me, the surprise of the Pinball Expo 2023 was actually... Uh, Stern Pinball's Elvira's House of Horse Blood Red Kiss Edition. Mm. Where the hell did this thing come from? I, I don't know. I mean, it's a game no one asked for, but everyone no. probably likes. I Yay. I love my Stern Pinball peoples. Uh, when they messaged me, it was like, we're going to do a special edition of Elvira. I said, oh, no, guys, we did we did the 40th. I We did that one. Uh, <laughs> somebody fall. Uh, the, we're fine. We're good. We have the Elvira's. You guys are making the premiums next year, right? Well, we're running a Blood Red Kiss edition in which we are going to make the uh, predominantly black and white monochrome. And then we're going to detail pieces throughout with a sparkling red, a blood red. And I'm like, oh, well, shit, that sounds really awesome. Maybe I'm just, man, I'm just scared nowadays. I was scared about Labyrinth coming out if anybody would buy it. And then I was scared about Elvira's. Uh, they were like, here's your allotment. I'm like, oh, man. There's so many games. Are people going to buy this? <clears throat> For me, it was a surprise of the show because whenever that Stern Factory went, that new Stern Factory uh, tour, I guess they set it up there all uh, Batman 66 kind of thing. And phones started going ding, ding, ding because people were like, oh my God, this thing in person is unreal. It's beautiful. I want one of these things. And who would have thought that they could do a special edition of Elvira and it sell, it's selling really good. Mm. It looks and good. It, I've been looking at the photos looks, and I was like, this yeah. actually looks a lot better than I thought it would. I'm a sucker for black and white kind of, you know, even like pictures that are black and white and then they splash some color in. I'm, I'm always a sucker for that. But a game that everybody loves uh, coming back in the form of a special edition and they're not doing a $25,000 game, but it feels like you're getting all of that stuff for uh, a typical Stern LE price, 500 units. Hot damn, I guess, yeah, it does work. Surprise the hell out of me. Is there an argument for the people that have the 40th anniversary and they spent a lot of money on that and feel like, well, shit, I thought that was, I thought that was the last special edition. Like, But they're not, they're not honestly surprised, are they? Not after what happened with Jurassic Park. I don't know if you can be. 
Uh, There is an argument. That's the answer. Yes, of course. It's absolutely. It's anyone who's upset. It's Elvira 40th buyers. Not so much necessarily that they paid more, but perhaps that they think they that this looks better and they paid more. It's a it's a tough situation because I've had I've had people angry at me. I didn't do a damn thing, but saying, how could you advertise for this? Zach? How could you take sales for this? Knowing you sold people a 40th anniversary at $10,000 more than this. Now, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, my job is to sell cool toys, and I love my job. I, at what point am I supposed to be like, well, wait a minute. This is badass, but because the other thing was badass, I should not support this. But no, I don't. I can't do that. If I have a 40th, I'm happy because I have an awesome game. Yeah, it's there's another one that came out cheaper. But what's the argument? I, you can't expect companies not to not to take advantage of a marketplace that's hungry for specific products that they're able to create. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, I, it's, at some at some point, if the market doesn't want them, they'll stop buying them, and then Stern will say, "Okay, market doesn't want them." I don't know what else argument there is. I mean, I I get where they're coming from, but there's sure. no there's no point in. There's no point in being ba- mad at the distribution channels. The anger needs to be directed to Stern and have them deal with it. But as a business, as a company that is trying to keep doors open by selling products, would you would you do any different? No. No, I wouldn't care about But I'd take the complaint and say, sorry, you feel that way. Sales have been fantastic on Elvira's House of Horse Blood Red Kiss Edition. And I wouldn't have I wouldn't have initially guessed it. I thought we'd sell some, but yeah, it's a uh, surprise of the show. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to round it off with some other games. There are other games? Oh, a giant, big old game in the room. And anything that Jersey Jack Pinball creates, Dennis, people pay attention to. Because this company creates things that are just different. Things that always shine. Things that are always bright. Things that, whether you're a fan of their products or not, they make you stop in your tracks and pay attention. And even the biggest Jersey Jack haters out there are eager for every single release. I don't care what they say. They are. Jersey Jack, there's just something different about a Jersey Jack game, is there not? Yeah, the price. Oh, they kind of let the crock out of the rock here, letting us know ahead of time, a couple days ahead of time, that it was going to be Elden John uh, with some good teasers. And then they hit us, and they let us know the 19th was going to be the day. The 19th fell on, what was that, Thursday? Yep, it was Thursday. But to me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> and it, uh, the first thing they sh- shown was the sizzle reel and pictures, uh, professional pictures. Now, yes, and people analyzed them. Oh, they analyzed them. Stupid media. So as we analyzed this, uh, when they came out with that sizzle reel, they're the best in the business. They're spending more time on these sizzle reels than feature-length films that some producers and directors put. Like these are events. I'm envious of these sizzle reels that come out of Jersey Jack Pinball, uh, typically contracted out by Element Studios. Yes, I finally got to meet the the guy that runs Element Studios and these projects uh, at a at a mixer this weekend. It was fantastic. But um, the sizzle came out and. Uh, can we give a, a, a hand and applause to another best of the industry sizzle reel launch video? Can, 
I mean, yeah, though I'm, yeah. I'm starting honestly to get concerned that they're spending way too much money on them. Oh, okay. I mean, right. having like players start to float and fly away from the games <laughs> and stuff. I mean, <laughs> what what's next? Well, imagine if they had Avengers. Are we gonna like have Thanos snap half the players out of existence and stuff? I'm just I'm I'm concerned about the budget oh here. Oh my god, <laughs> they're so good. They're so damn good. Just like the players are flying away. And I'm like, why is he flying away? What, what is this? Let's, let's maybe keep this a little grounded. I'm like, forget the game. I want the sizzled baby. I, I want the baby. Oh, my gosh. I saw uh, Colin, Kineticist, shout out, brought his baby to the show. My gosh, dude. I'm getting old. My kids are too old. I want babies. I want babies again. They probably thought I was weird. I was like, "Who's your bubble? You're just so happy, aren't you?" Yeah, I had a little boy. He was smiling. Oh, it's great. That was the highlight of my show. The baby. Colin's cracking up right now because him and his wife were like, "Yeah, Zach, Zach loved the baby." Uh, okay, where are we at? Oh, you were the, you were the, becoming the, the Goblin King, taking the, babies. The, <laughs> now, but we're on Elton John now. That's right. Sarah, I want your baby. Actually, I want you. It's I creepy. can't. It's Colin weird. tries to Over take his baby that. back, and you look at him, and, and you go, "I can be cruel." <laughs> That's right. The 13th hour. I'll take your baby. Okay, Elton John. What were your first impressions of seeing the seeing what I am calling the loudest pinball machine mm. ever created? I I think it's captured the a lot about like it looks like a pretty good job of capturing the world of Elton John. Uh, a thousand percent. It is loud, flamboyant, colorful. It may be one of the most beautiful and stunning pinball machines ever created. Period. Dot. I. That is a sexy ass pinball machine. You can't walk into a room with that pinball machine and not be like, oh shit. <laughs> There's lasers on the ceiling. There's glitter that's, oh, the glitter's falling off the cabinet. Like, wow, this thing is nuts. Everything, you should see the CE in person, Dennis. It is bedazzled to a degree I've never seen a product, much less a pinball machine. There's like, I, it feels like there's rhinestones in this thing. It's so colorful and bright. And who, who better to attribute color and brightness and cheeriness than the designer of the game, Steve Ritchie? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, that was the other thing uh, I noticed. I looked at this and I go, uh, I have seen this form before. In fact, I own, I think I own this game already. Oh, what do you uh, elaborate? <laughs> well, I, when I saw it and I just, the first thing I, I did, and uh, I'm sure others do this, I started counting flippers. Okay, and then I started sure. looking where those flippers were. Oh, and then okay. I started looking where those shots were. Mm-hmm. And then I started going, wow, there's a lot of Star Trek and Spider-Man and basically every kind of Richie layout stereotype we've had mm-hmm. for the last 30 years here. Yeah, this is and, a Richie. <laughs> and, and I'm like, this is definitely a Richie. And, oh, I, uh, you know, I'm sure. Uh, and I guess I could have asked and been polite. 
but I, I'm I'm sure based off of how you described it and everything that like Labyrinth has been doing well for you. It, you made it clear that the new Elvira has been doing well for you. I, I'm going to preemptively apologize to you, Zach, because I don't think Elton John is going to do well for you. <laughs> I was suspicious with the theme itself, but here was my reaction. And this is as 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 amazing, as colorful, as well integrated as the toys, as cool as the little light thing on the piano is. It's really hard for me to look at this and go so. The whole difference with Steve Ritchie going from Stern to Jersey Jack is he got to have a few more rotating toys on the game. <laughs> and that's like that's the big change up because this looks like it's gonna play great, but mm-hmm. I already own this game because I own Star Trek. Uh, so why would I buy it? Especially as expensive as it is. And especially because I prefer Star Trek over Elton John as a theme. Doesn't work. Know, just, that's I'm my that's my concern, standing. Zach. I'm sorry. I don't think this is gonna I, maybe this outdoes Godfather for you, but I don't think it's going to outdo Toy Story 4. That's my prediction. And I stand by uh, it after looking at it. I, I'm going to say that in private conversation, uh, I told I told you, I forgot who else was in the chat, but I said, you know what? Expectations when you hear Elton John, I'll say it, pretty damn low. Elton John, for me, and in my opinion, for pinball, not a great IP to secure for pinball. They will be mad me saying that. But I'm pretty open about that prior to even this release. I don't think Elton John's a great choice in pinball. We've seen it, the nostalgia of an Elton John, and some of that nostalgia works immensely in this game from the Captain Fantastic days. That works, I get it. But still, the relevancy of an Elton John, I just don't think it's dynamite. Okay. Just as I was worried about an IP like the labyrinth being dynamite. I almost hold these two intellectual properties uh, on a similar playing field. Hmm. I still kind of give the edge to the labyrinth just because of the fantasy aspect and the integration into a world fantasy that pinball so easily just sucks up. Music is more difficult. Uh, so, uh, what do I want to say about Elton John? Beside besides its beauty, I I told you privately. You know what? Expectations are pretty low on this. I, when people see this and play it, I think we're going to be quite surprised. I, I think this is actually going to sell much better than Godfather and I forgot what other example I had. Toy Story God- Four was the one I named. Okay, because uh, we're we're in the era we're in what I call the and I'm sure they won't like it either, but I don't sell their games, so that's fine. Yeah. We're in the era of bad themes from JJP. Godfather was not great, and I, Toy I Story don't. Four disappointed mm. everyone because there was a number four after the word Toy Story. People still they still sold a lot of Toy Stories, just not uh, as many not, as I think they expected. They would have sold ten times as much if it didn't have the number because four. Because we, we, yes. we have to, and maybe it's unfair, but life isn't fair, Zach. Yeah, that. True. They that was the game that was coming off of Guns N' Roses, which did bonkers sales, bonkers and t- sales. But, and Dennis, timing is everything. Because I told you that I think people would be surprised, and while they may be, I also suggested that I think sales are going to do quite better than Godfather, quite better than a lot of things uh, in recent release history, because I thought expectations were low. I knew what this game was, and this game is, like you said, and we'll talk about. A fantastic shooter. It looks the part. It it does a lot of things well. So I was I was pretty confident in it to a certain degree. It's still Elton John, uh, but I was kind of wrong. This has not been 
as widely loved as I thought. I don't know if it's, it's a, what game are we talking about? We were talking about Venom in the same respect uh, in many ways. I'm not sold that it's a Venom problem. I'm not sold that it's an Elton John problem. What I think is a number of different things converging all at once. Don't get me wrong, including the IP of Elton John, but also the think about the timing of a release and the importance of how the cadence of how that rolls out. They might have came out with a great sizzle reel, but this is following the euphoria that people had over an, a new Elvira, over the labyrinth that could be the hit of the year. And then they roll into the expectations being low on an Elton John. It's, it was easier to remain low on, on that. Plus, you also have a market that over the last couple months continues to have a softening to it. And when we come out and we hear, you know, a labyrinth is 10,600, it's limited and it's loaded with assets out the ass. And then we come out with an IP nobody asked for in Elton John. And oh, by the way, it's still $12,000. For your plat, what they're calling platinum edition, which is I don't know if people caught this, that's not limited anymore. You're not getting this faulty five thousand LEs. They call it the platinum. It's not limited or a collector's edition at fifteen thousand dollars. And history repeats itself. I think the reaction to an Elton John and, and subsequently maybe even Dennis to the sales of an Elton John reflect not only the game and the product itself, but the historical. Stats of their previous products that they have released. And in other words, listener, you all are a little gun shy. You're, you're a little worried about, you might want this game bad. You might be a little worried about the value of this game in six months if you do buy it. I, I agree in part, but I I think it's a little more. It's not just the game. No, no, no. But I, 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 don't, I don't think the issue is so much the nature of the competition. Per se, I, I did like okay. the comparison. Like, there's just there's just a few things going on here that that I think are at, at issue. So, setting aside the 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 theme that no one asked for aspect of it, there are just certain elements to it. And I agree about like people being gun shy because they they don't want to buy a game and then it lose like two to three thousand mm-hmm. dollars when they choose to get rid of it. But there's just some other aspects in terms of the approach that happened here. I'm very much reminded of when Stranger Things launched. Okay. And so, and what by that, what I mean is when, when Stranger Things came out, the initial reaction to a lot of people who were super excited for the return of Brian Eddy was, why did he give us the same layout he is already known for? Now, in that instance, a lot okay, of people yeah. were hoping for a Shadow-esque layout. They wanted a layout he was known for. They just didn't want it to be Attack from Mars and Medieval Madness. You're right. Now, yeah. that game was able to improve over time. Here, you look at Elton John, and people are going to see the same Steve Ritchie layouts that they readily think of when they think of Steve Ritchie, but there are a few differences. The first is Steve Ritchie hasn't been gone from pinball the same length of time Brian Eddy was. Hmm. The market has plenty of these layouts available. This game is way more than Stranger Things was, and... I think the thing that worked so well for because you could argue who was asking for Guns N' Roses. I think there was more people asking for Guns N' Roses than Elton John. But even if we set that aside, sure, sure, yeah. the big thing that El- that Guns N' Roses did, because I never really enjoyed how Guns N' Roses played, but I loved how it looked because mm. it had that whole stage show. It looked like a stage show. This looks like a Steve Ritchie layout with some fairly cool toys glued onto it that spin around in circles and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So I just think, and as you noted, the fear of the loss is the fact that Jersey Jack post, like after looking at the wrong time at the peak of the pandemic has positioned themselves as the most expensive game in pinball. They refuse to lower their prices and the competition is looking like you're getting better bang for buck. If the if the value was perceived to be there, I think this could move. But whereas Stranger Things was able to grow legs and become popular because of the really cool UV kits and the rules got really good and people realized it was a good game and now here it's coming back. Uh, I this it might it might grow legs, but I don't think so. I think the the problem is it, it just. The theme isn't strong enough to appeal on the strength of the, of the theme. As you noted, music pins are hard. This doesn't go with, other than it just looking like a collection of Elton John stuff, it doesn't feel like anything. Mm-hmm. And people who love this, and again, I think this game is going to shoot great, but people who love how this game shoots have plenty of far more affordable, far more popular options that Steve already did, and it's not like they're in short supply. Yeah, that's a, that, that's, that's a great That's argument. what I think yeah. it is. It's just, mm-hmm. it's... I so this is what I wanted. Same because I knew I wasn't going to love the theme. I just wanted Steve. It's just the way he always talked. It just to me, it sounded like Stern was. He was saying Stern was holding them back, and I was just like, I want to see what like mechs and like cannons, like Star Trek Next Gen, like cannons shooting stuff, like Elton John's firing out of the cannon and or something. I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought yeah, it the would accelerator be, on Getaway. Yeah, yeah I just but, thought yeah. it would be more than a really uh, admittedly cool display thing on the side of piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the title itself will be okay. And what I mean by that, uh, listeners, is that the CE will ultimately sell out, I think. Uh, if not, they'll still sell a lot of units of the CE. Um, what it's going to take, though, is that Sizzle Reel was, was so dynamic that it didn't show that, that exclusive topper off well. And that topper, uh, if you guys go to, I'll give a shout out to Loser Kid. They were they JJP did a really good job of communicating really well with dis- distribution. They had at the show a nice little private party for distributors prior to the launch so the distributors can come in, play it, get a feel for the game, ask questions to the designers, creators, coders, and, and such. So that was a really nice touch in that room. Uh, they, they showed that laser light show on the ceiling that they couldn't show off at the show um, on the floor. They couldn't really show off in the sizzle reel. That topper will sell games it will it's that dynamic it's a damn cool topper once they show that off i don't think they have to worry as much and the ce is just dynamic it's beautiful it's gorgeous now here's what i do like that jersey jack did jersey jack while maybe not as big a bite from the sandwich as we all would like they still took a uh, they still took a bite out of listening to what people want and concerns about value did you see what they did? I, I like the direction they moved on the formerly known as LE, uh, the Platinum Edition, Dennis, where they don't have a limit now. They're throwing that out. Um, and then also, yeah. do you see what they added? I'm glad they changed that, but it was but never no. honest. They never sold out of the LE Edition. So. Uh, GNR? No. They didn't hit five. Uh, they didn't hit 5,000. Uh, no, they didn't. I, think, no. I, I don't think either one Prove of us it. could know. I prove prove that they didn't. Prove they didn't. I I've got boxes that are well into the four thousands on GNR. But that's right. But no one has noted number five thousand, so I don't think they ever <laughs> quite, right. got, got, quite got and that it, far. 
and even so, who knows? But uh, what I do like that they did with the Platinum Edition is they they wanted to provide more value because you're right. They didn't want to drop that $12,000 price point. You can argue they should have, whatever you want. But they added rad cows to the their Platinum Edition. They added interior art blades. They added a topper. That is, regardless of what anybody wants to say, that is adding... I'm going to add it up right now. That's adding at least probably $750 worth of additions to this unit. Now, most wow. people would argue, keep that on the CE and take $1,000 off my damn game. But that's not what they did here. But they are trying to add value to these. Now, is it enough? The market will speak for whatever it wants to. Sales will say what if, if it was or wasn't. Um, and even myself, I may not think... It's the direction to go or enough of a bite, but uh, but they're still adding some value. Well, we'll have to see if that stuff's on the next game because I'm suspecting that they added that stuff because there's actually less BOM on the play field. Mm. Okay. Compa- I mean, be- I'm just thinking back to Godfather. What I, what I, so I played this game, uh, put a couple games on it. Uh, and JJP, shout out to them. They even did a nice thing for the media as well. The following day, uh, after launch, because the lines were so long for Elton John, they had three units there, uh, two Platinums and a CE. Lines were so long, it's hard to get. So they invited media to a private uh, private setting before the expo opened on Friday. And they said, hey, we're going to give you guys an hour and a half. Uh, we're going to welcome you guys in. And media can play this thing privately before the show opens, which I thought was a really smart move, but also a really nice uh, nice move and played a couple games the thing is fucking shoots great it it shoots well it, it you, you should can, i mean it, lo- it looks I know, fun I, I don't want to don't let all my my dismissiveness oh, on the price and the sale projections same to, here to same state here. i it clearly looks i i know this layout this layout is a fun layout and i don't know it's if they like layout. i don't know if they like me saying this but as a pinball player it's about as close to a stern feel as JJP probably will ever get for whatever reason. It is snappy and it is fast uh, and it shoots phenomenally. And I assumed that's why they wanted Steve to bring that because the, one of the <sighs> biggest complaints JJP has always faced, even on their popular games, is sort of the squishy, sluggish, slow feel mm-hmm. they have. And I like the I like the toys. I like the physical ball lock. That piano is freaking sweet yeah, i like with the, that the toys the toys are cool too oh so I, the cool. little, crocodile, little crocodile for the yeah. ball locks cool he's uh, moving I, around unfortunately i wanted you. a tiny dancer bash toy and she's not a bash toy but she is on there so well you bash her stand-up target and she spins yeah i know and but the first minute i saw tiny dancer i was like i thought of you and so did everybody else they were like maybe they'll sell me just the t- figure <laughs> i want a four-inch creasel clone no, there no, spinning. No. <laughs> Time just... to dance. Uh, that's what I want. You know how many people fucking came up to me singing that little tiny dancer in your rendition this weekend? Shit. But they, uh, you're right. Even the rocket with the multiple RGB lighting. That, um, that rocket it, actually looks like the rocket on my uh, custom neon sign I have in my game room. Oh, I didn't. It does, actually. Yeah, because that 50s-style rocket. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Twilight Zone. Like, it reminded me of the Twilight Zone rocket. I don't um, remember Twilight Zone very well. Just, unlike, yeah, like, right. I don't like how Twilight Zone shoots. Unlike this. Oh, oh. Uh, even Sorry, the, I know. A lot of people love it. Not me. Even the, the to the right side, Medieval Madness catapult launch that goes mm. up the creature from the Black Lagoon ramp yeah, yeah. kind of thing. That's, that's really cool. It's 
It's the spinners. He took a page out of his brother's design notebook and put spinners on each ramp, a la Kingpin uh, from Mark Ritchie. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, that's cool. That works really well. It's fun as hell to shoot. And I was surprising myself because I was like, this is not a game I particularly was like, I, I, I'm going to own this game. I, I can't wait for this like I was Labyrinth or anything, or even a theme that I don't like as much, but I know I'll probably still own. This thing will probably end up in my collection. If, But it all is going to come down to the rules. And we know that the rules are different on this game, which the, the lead on software is Bill Grupp. Now, Bill Grubb, this is his first time leading at JJP uh, on software. And of course, it's a team approach, so they, they're all hammering ideas out on on how to best do this but he's worked to jjp for a while but if we rewind bill's last work where he was kind of leading and, and doing a lot of code work was congo bally williams 95 um he also did work on corvette another game that i love i love congo i love corvette and a uh, beloved by a lot of people uh, demolition man i'm not a fan but everybody else seems to be um so we've got good pedigree here this is exciting to me to see somebody else come in and throw their idea of what code can be. And from what I've been told by the company and people within it, this is remarkably different from a code standpoint than the other lead coders at uh, Jersey Jack Pinball, for better or worse. Just a lot different. So I'm excited to dive deeper, uh, deeper into the code. Because that's sometimes what sets me back with Jersey Jack Games. It's, it's, it's sometimes the code and just the theory of how those teams sometimes like code versus the games that I like to play. So I'm excited about that. I will admit, whenever I got up to this game, I felt like a pinball wizard, pun intended, because I was hitting every shot. Not because they're easy shots, but because they're familiar shots. Mm -hmm. um, somebody was playing, I forgot who I was talking to, but somebody was playing in there like, that side ramp just feels so familiar. Like, that's such a good shot. And I said, because it's the greatest shot in pinball. Yeah, yes, it does. It's the warp ramp. It is Star Trek. It is. It's Star Trek. It's, it's more specifically stern Star Trek. It feels just like it. That's an okay thing, I think. But yes, that side ramp shot feels great because he is the master at that third flipper shot. Arguably, in my opinion maybe the greatest shot in pinball and it uh, it's here too it's the same shot so you put that all aside it still checks a lot of boxes but i don't know what it is it checks the gameplay it could check the rules it checks the looks even the music i'm not cranking some elton john and and the flipping out van or anything but when you're playing that game it totally makes sense to be jamming with Elton John. Like the it takes you back. Looked like looked like good picks to me. It's a but. fantastic track list. It's, it's you're tapping your feet more so than a lot of music pins for me. Absolutely more so. Um, you get into it with this, but it's Elton John. <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I'd like to have more time on it. I like everything I'm seeing. If it, uh, I think people are getting caught up on theming and price. Well, of course, those are, those are the two biggest issues. But the, my argument is everything else works so... Everything else is an A. You can't... <clears throat> this isn't 2021, 2022 anymore, Zach. You cannot blow past price like people were willing to do then. It just doesn't work. People are too rational with the dollars and you cannot defend anymore the 
argument we do that, on well, you don't days. really lose any value because Dennis, you do. We do on so stern days that have all, been out three years. It's all a loss now. Elvira comes out that's been out three fucking years, man. Three years it's it's been out. Sure, they but do there's another no edition of it, that and people are buying like it like there's no, no doubt. other game that you look at and you go, oh yeah, that's Elvira House of Horrors' layout. There's no other. They don't have that problem. There's only okay, Elvira House of Horrors true. that looks like Elvira House of Horrors. Yeah, you understand. Same with Labyrinth. Okay, that maybe that is it because Stern Ellie's come out and people have no problem. I mean, okay, well, yeah, uh, yeah, Venom Ellie just flew off the shelf. Name another title. <laughs> I'm telling you the current reality. Okay. The current reality. Uh, the convenient. Convenient. <laughs> Foo Fighters the, did great. Well, this, uh, Mando did I mean, great. Everything uh, has been performing. That was all pandemic. That was pandemic stuff. And, eh, and things were, and Bond benefited from that because that was still that shaky, hey, is things, or is pinball immune from a market downturn? Is it going to, the thing that's interesting, I hate to go back to Labyrinth, but that's surprising people is how well the demand is for buying Labyrinth because it looked like the last big hurrah of the, oh yeah, we just buy everything without really thinking was Foo Fighters. Mm, and yeah. so, but if we want to talk about how different companies affect other things, I think Labyrinth also, I didn't mention this when we talked about it, but maybe benefiting in no small part to the fact that Stern hasn't announced a third cornerstone at the end of the year. It's just, hey, let's just vault up Stranger Things and do another Elvira. It's mm. all has-been stuff. Mm. Now, there's demand for both of those things. I mean, we knew there was demand for Stranger Things, but my point being, yeah. they don't have a new title coming out. At least they didn't at Expo. And so Labyrinth has been able to sort of capitalize on this, especially for all the people that Venom didn't work for. And uh, Venom didn't work for a lot of people, including LE buyers. And even theme-wise, food didn't work for a lot of people either. Sure, sure, but there was still that huge surge of, um, and again, food yeah, so there are other, there are other things: sells, excitement yeah. for Jack Danger's first uh, cornerstone, yep. and there's a lot of stuff going on for yeah. Foo in Foo's favor, and it shoots well. So, I mean, that I helps. can't, I can't wait in a couple of weeks to dive even deeper into the stuff that we've already talked no, about. No, we're gonna. I think Let's we should move quick- the podcast to being monthly. Oh, God. Let's do a quick rundown of the remaining games, though. I got a little oh. time on Ninja Eclipse. Uh, we played some Ninja Eclipse. Joel Engelberth from Flipping oh, Out Drain and, and just, Triple Drain. Just another pinball and Triple Drain That's and right. Flipping Out with Friends and yeah. know, he does a lot of stuff. Golf carding. He's a, <laughs> such a shill. But we played some. We made sure to play Ninja and uh, Elements. Wanted mm. to play those. Oh, the so, Pinball Adventures Company. I haven't yeah. I haven't heard anyone's uh, reactions to either of those games. Like online, I haven't seen any posts, so I don't okay. know. Okay, I wanted to make sure to play those. So, sorry about some Ninja. So, I wasn't mad at Ninja. Uh, it. What an interesting opening statement. <laughs> I wasn't I wa- mad. <laughs> I wasn't mad at it. They're, they seem, it's like precious. I just want to, I just want to sit them down and be like, here's the thing, gang. You know, um, you tried hard this game. Guys, it's like a little league team. <laughs> yeah, I'm you getting know? little league vibes Look, out of this. You, you really, you gave it your all, and uh, Tommy, love it, love that stop at second. Uh, but Bud, you can't fucking handle a ball worth shit. Like, <laughs> damn, just guys, can you guys dance? Maybe we're turning into a dance team. Um, baseball's just not our thing, but you guys really tried, and so. There's a lot of stuff that's cool about it. They opened it up for me because it is a dynamically different looking and build of a pinball machine. Why they had to do all of that, I don't know. They're a little lost in what they're trying to do, I believe. Um, 
And if they could make the argument that they're creating a different a different segment of this industry, whether it's like a home machine, okay. The problem, Dennis, is I don't know a lot of listeners know. Go and look at this pinball machine. It's pretty. It's funky looking. It doesn't have a coin door. It's because it has a hood latch under it. I, did, I did hear about holes. the lack of coin door, which, of course, uh, the reaction to collectors was exactly what I knew it would be. It's not a real pinball machine. None got a they, coin door. You know why they told me? that They told me everything's automated on an app. You pay through an app and everything at that local arcade. Doesn't matter. So doesn't I, matter. That's not I what that's not what it's about. It's not it. about operators being able to route it. It's about people wanting it to not look like a toy in their home. Yep. And Joel uh, noted and he was correct that without having that bigger cabinet, without having some of that stuff, it's very light. It's light on the, its feet. So it moves a lot easier making it feel a little bit cheaper. Um some of the they flipped up the hood. Some of the stuff they're doing is awesome. The modular systems that, that they're doing some of the stuff really really well. I'll say the animation, the artwork is superb. It is, in fact, those deep root people that we all, that's the one thing we loved about deep root. It's like, shit, their, uh, their art's really awesome. Like, where are they getting the animation? Okay, some of the same people. I talked to them. I talked to the guy running it. I talked to the mechanical engineer. I talked to the coder. I talked to the artist. Talked to all of them. Um, and a lot of what they're doing is cool as shit. The problem is, uh, it, uh, it's $10,000 plus dollars. For this damn That's game. labyrinth pricing. And it's not, uh, the layout's not, Joel was saying the layout's bad. The, I, I'd argue the layout's not horrible. It's not great. It's not horrible. Uh, it's not not knocking socks off. The problem is the mechanics. They don't have the mechanics down yet. We got weird fluttering flipper stuff, strength of flipper issues, coil stuff. They just, they don't have it yet. They don't have it down. Uh, and uh, them coming at TPF showed so much. And that's why I just want to sit them down and be like, just guys, stop coming to these shows. Consult with somebody. They'll let you know when it's ready. This is not ready. It's not ready. Not They've got a lot of polish on it, but it's just, it's not there. Not there. A lot of code in it, but, uh, and it wasn't, it was pretty fun. Repeatable loop, ramp shot. There, there's some fun elements to it. Some cool mechanics, physical ball locks, but it's just, it's not ready and sure as a fuck is not ready for ten thousand plus dollars that i'd have a hard time spending five thousand dollars on that it's not it's not there mm, that's not, unfortunate not there so elements elements i've not even seen a picture of the layout of this game there are at least not a know, recent people, one people tease and stuff but then elements people tease the punny factory thing from pinball adventures and i've been harsh on that because i i don't think it looks like a good game i've not played it so you know, take that for what it, for oh, what it they is. Not, did they not have Punny Factory at the show? Uh, I, just, I didn't take the time to play. So oh. I went to Elements and because <laughs> that's the one that kind of people are like, oh, okay. Well, like, like this looks better. It's like, oh, okay, what, what are we basing this on uh, in comparison to? Okay, great. Um, so I was like, I got to play some Elements. Now this game, you walk up to it. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool funky looking and everybody the the infinity mirror everybody was drawn to that all right so give it an upper play field oh cool okay uh, this looks better than punny factory this is another game listener that i would love to sit down mcbain or whoever whoever's doing this stuff at pinball adventures and say guys like just it's not ready this this biscuit is still gooey this you just put this on the pan you can't serve this to people. They will, not only will it taste like shit, they're going to get sick. You you can't serve this. Did you just say a pinball machine is going to give you salmonella? 
<laughs> it felt like that. I don't know the decision making behind allowing this to be put in a truck and brought to a public event. Do, do you think, I, I, as I recall, Dennis, they, this they thing, had really talked up that they were going to have their second game at Expo. Do you think maybe that it got rushed because of that? I, I hope so, but that's not an excuse for making another bad decision and showing it. You, at that point, say, we fucked up. We didn't make it yet. It's not ready. I'm sorry. Don't hold us. Because the damage you've done having people put their hands on that is subsequently higher than any any missed deadline. That's how bad this is, guys. This is not up to par to most homebrew games that I've seen. It's starting a game was a problem, a functional coding problem. Uh, and this isn't me being an asshole. The most humblest ho-hum Joel Engelberth can tell you this. The parts in this game were falling apart. The LED strips in the mirror were falling apart. 3D printing, so cheap that I've never seen 3D printing like this. It felt out of place that there wasn't a piece of bubble gum holding ramps up. It was thin metal returning to middle of playfield. It was, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. This was just really bad. It was really bad. And I felt bad for them because there was time put into this thing. This is not a functional working product as it is right now. Maybe this is a prototype. It should have had a big old neon sign that said prototype. I just don't, I think this is a very bad move. This is, this is not a good pinball machine as it is. And I think it would worry any customer in the future as to what this thing could even become being that they were okay showing it in the state that it is. Hmm. Well, that's that's two for on games you didn't enjoy. You mentioned there was a homebrew that you played that you wanted to talk about. I wanted to give this thing a, a, a shout out because it was everything that people were talking about in the homebrew in the homebrew arena. Uh, I didn't get to play it yet. I'm going to try to play it before I leave today. But it was Eight Ball Beyond uh, this, and we remember we did kind of mention this months back about yes, the progress yes. that this individual is making. Yeah, I do Again, vaguely remember. My apologies for slipping on the... I'm not in my studio. I'm usually prep. Dennis, tell them. I usually have the notes really not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a live on location. I don't... See, this is how it works. You can admit your faults. I'm messing up and I don't have the name of the individual, but I'm talking about it so much now that hopefully that looks, looks up for this. But everybody was talking about 8-Ball Beyond and they weren't talking about it as a homebrew. I had a couple people say, did you see the new release, the 8-Ball Beyond? Like... I didn't even know that was coming out. They thought it was like a production-ready oh, oh, wow. game. High like, praise. And that's why I wanted to mention it here because while I haven't been able to play it, I've heard nothing but glowing remarks. If there was this whole... And and my my apologies for not going in-depth about the other homebrew machines or, or even being uh, familiar with them. I don't even know what's down there right now. but And I've not went in that area. But multiple people continue to tell me, man, did you play the eight ball beyond? So I had thought it's worth mentioning uh, here on the pinball show. So nicely done. That thing is getting rave reviews. Um, and I, I don't know if it's because of the build or the rules or the show. I don't know. But uh, if you watch the progress of that over the last year or two, it is very impressive. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it in person. Cool. Whew. I can't wait to get back down there. I want to play a little bit before I leave. Um, well, we should probably end the show then. 
you're going to see a lot of stuff uh, coming out from from these companies and their new games. A lot of media stuff coming out. Hell, I'm taking home a labyrinth because I had to self. I had to get one right now. I want one right now. Uh, I talked to Boeing Karens. You know what? First time I've really been able to talk to Boeing Karens, um, and since I've been in pinball. We just our paths oh, really? don't really, yeah, paths just don't cross. Oh yeah, no, uh, I, I mean, I don't correspond with him much. Uh, Tony and I had him on as a guest years ago on EGP. He's he's got a sense of humor to him. It's pretty, yeah, he's it's pretty dry. Very dry, very witty. Um, and it was a, it was a delight talking to him and just seeing the passion that he has. In I, I knew he had passion in competitive pinball because he's Mister Papa. We see all the tutorials, but to see the passion he had in actual rules uh, and. Not only rules, but integrating rules and, and coding into a game uh, was really a delight. Um, and I love that. I want to take home an Elton John, but uh, I, I don't think they're on the production line yet. I think we're I think we're oh. early November for those. So that's okay. that's another change that's worth discussing yeah, they've usually on, had on a, a few future ready. episode. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Uh, in the meantime, Dennis, where can people catch you? It's easiest to email me over at eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can email us at thepinballshow at gmail.com, or you can uh, follow us, subscribe, uh, click on the TikToks and the the Facebooks and and all that jazz. Thank you for all the support for those at the Chicago Pinball Expo uh, about not only TPM, but specifically the pinball show and your love for Dennis Creasel and our dynamic. Um, We got to keep going, Dennis. People really do admire and love this show. Uh, and I thought I was the only one, <laughs> so uh, I was I was very humbled by that. It's it's wonderful, and thanks for everybody that came out and said hello. If you guys are wanting to buy any of these pinball machines, uh, even look, even if I, I was down on a pinball machine, if I I might still sell it, buy it um, at Flipping Out Pinball. You can go to flippingoutpinball.com or email me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip the letter N out pinball.com or text me eight one two four five seven nine seven one one. I, I I'm trying to think. We still I think we still have Elvira bots, but I can't guarantee that because I can't get caught up on paperwork to know. I hope I didn't oversell them. <laughs> I hope I, I have to make a call to Stern and be like, uh, is there any way you can find a couple? Yeah, that it's happened before. Um, and uh, and hopefully we'll see some streams from flipping out pinball. I know that Joel Engelberth will probably be streaming Labyrinth very, very soon here. And then we've talked to JJP about getting an Elton John in the studio. So that'll be fun. And if I'm nuttier than a squirrel turd, maybe I pull an Elvira blood red kiss out of the box. No, Nicole's not going to let me do no. that. I've been, no, I've been opening up too much that. new stuff. I just opened up Venom. I'm opening up Labyrinth. Uh, probably Elton John. Eh, maybe. I... Oh, Dennis! Did you see my Did you see my shower video? My cereal eating sticker yes. video, the yes. barrels video. That yes. was right. That was not bad, right? I, that was good. Well, I went back I and like, watched the end because I saw that you were getting in the shower, and I was like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> nope. And I turned it off, and then someone told me it was a joke thing. So I then went and jumped for the last ten seconds and saw <laughs> you with the cereal. I wanted to let everybody know that. Uh, actually, barrel. Cool kids just call it barrels, right? Because they made fun of the barrels. It's just we call it barrels. But barrels didn't even know I was doing that video, so it wasn't like in conjunction with. They have no clue. Um, and uh, what? And I've had some videos recently on uh, Venom, Venom LE. I've had some a 4K vertical portrait and regular widescreen uh, gameplay videos, uh, gameplay guides is what I'm calling them. So check those out, uh, as well as upcoming upcoming stuff too. 
I'm excited. This is this is like Christmas, and we got it twice this year, Dennis. Um, we'll see if we have a hangover. But until then, uh, I'm Zach. This this wonderful man is, is Dennis Creasel. Um, teach him something, Dennis. Yeah. Well, I, I guess in honor of your inability to wait because you suffer from Willy Wonka style, I want it now. So I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna have you remind you to. Hold me close, my tiny <laughs> labyrinth. Oh. Maybe Elton can voice the worm thing. Oh. Hello. Hello, uh, hello, it's hello, a- hello. Have you watched it? And always practice safe pinball. And deep down, right now you're thinking to yourself, but wait, there is no pinball market trend. Oh. <laughs> voice is shot, people. Yep, it's done. Uh, we'll get it in episode 140. I love you guys. Bye, bye, bye. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, have you been? Thank you. Thank you, Barrels. Thank you, Jersey Jack. Thank you, Stern, for all of these wonderful new products and for toppers. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs>